Welcome to Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 6, Episode 5, The Wall. The original air date for this episode was October 22nd, 1990. It was directed by Michael Priest, and it was written by Rick Drew. Why don't we describe this episode in brief? Uh, In this episode, MacGyver is reuniting a family who was separated by the Berlin Wall amidst also being followed by ex-Stasi agents in search of gold that was stolen. Right. So it's another another gold, missing gold uh, uh, episode. Yeah. And I got hints of um, of Sophie's Choice from this in places. But um, where do we start the episode? Well, we open up with a toy store, and Otto Romberg, who is cleaning some of the uh, model soldiers that he has, like, a huge battle scene display. Right. There seems to be, like, multiple different types of, so there's, like, Napoleonic, but there's also, like, like, like Roman centurions and things like that. Right. And the uh, actor playing Otto here is is uh, Milton Sizer, who played Izzy in The mm-hmm. Lost Amadeus. Yeah, who had, like, only, like, one or two scenes. Yeah. A lot more, lot more played in this. The episode. one where he was freaked out by the violin. But mm-hmm. yeah, they definitely, they probably after that episode were like, he should be in more of this. We didn't give you enough to do here. Yeah. So MacGyver uh, calls him up on his phone, and uh, because MacGyver is in East Berlin at the former Stasi uh, headquarters. Right. Whenever, whenever they, they keep mentioning the Stasi in this, and I always think about in uh, it grows point blank. When Dan Aykroyd is listing off the, the assassins who are joining his guild, oh, we got a couple of those uh, German uh, ex, uh, ex-Stasi guys. Oh, I don't like those guys. <laughs> that might actually be my favorite Dan Aykroyd performance. It's really good. I mean, he obviously he's good in Ghostbusters. I like him in Tommy Boy, and there's other things. But I think that's probably my favorite performance from him. Yeah. Especially the one-on-one stuff with him and John Cusack trying to kill each other. Yeah, because he, he's really good, and... I mean, I would say like, as far as like one of my more memorable performances would be like as uh, the judge in uh, <laughs> Trouble. Such a terrible movie. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. And he is so good as that character, though. Yeah, he is. What else do you want to do? Bake him a pie? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but trouble, folks. Yeah. Look it up. What happens when you unleash Dan Aykroyd? Yeah. <laughs> when you don't have Harold Ramis or Ivan it, right? Reitman. Yeah, wrote yeah. and directed. When you don't have Harold Ramis or Ivan Reitman to rein him in. Yeah. Because we. I can't imagine what Ghostbusters would have been like if he didn't. If Harold Ramis hadn't been rewriting and Bill Murray hadn't been improvising everything. Yeah, it would have been nothing but trouble. That's, yeah. that's what you would have seen. Uh, yeah. So MacGyver is in East Berlin, and they're looking for Otto's granddaughter, who was captured during an escape. Uh, over the wall right or under the wall or escape from east berlin right through the wall who knows uh so meanwhile uh a man named kurt is kind of watching over uh otto's toy store from across the street which is what leads me to believe that this is the same location that they used as the sex shop in deadly dreams Hmm. because we have almost the exact same angle from upstairs across the street looking down at the storefront but who knows as Otto uh, hangs up the phone, like uh, he pulls out a doll from like one of the back shelves that he has, and it, he has a flashback of his escape. Right. So it, it's him and a young girl and another young man, and they're cutting a hole through the fence, 
And just as, like, Otto kind of crawls through, a bunch of uh, Stasi agents show up and start opening fire. And the, the other man is killed, and Otto tumbles down the hill. The other man being Otto's son? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the little girl, Maria, is screaming for her opa, who's grandfather. And, right. Um, and Otto is, he doesn't look like he's disabled or unable to get to her. He just looks like he's doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And so he's laying at the bottom of the hill. Uh, so back in Berlin, MacGyver's meeting with a uh, committee member of the Citizen Freedom Committee who helps reunite families separated by the wall. Right. And uh, his, his name is Rolf Mossel. Uh, played by John Horn. Yep. Yeah, John Horn. John Horn. <laughs> inventor of the horn. The toilet horn. <laughs> the shoe horn. Uh, and uh, he has a lead on Otto's granddaughter, Maria, who is now in Leipzig uh, teaching. Yes. So MacGyver just heads over there. Yep, just uh, wanders right over. Yep. Uh, so she's playing with some kids, and MacGyver introduces himself and tells her about a grandfather and she is just not interested yeah it's like she's like, a, uh he's terrible he left me in a concentration camp and if if you next time you see him let him know i think he's already dead yeah so not a concentration camp but yeah but basically a military like, orphanage yeah uh so a man's listening in uh to their conversation well and uh macgyver gives her his number <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, geez, MacGyver, not a, not a good time to give yeah. a girl your number. <laughs> anyway, if anyway. you ever want to maybe get a coffee or something. Here you go. Or we can talk about your grandfather. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't like him either, so we have a lot in common. I don't even know what number this, like, does this ring my houseboat? <laughs> this is my hotel that I'm in for the next two nights? Yeah, yeah. You have a lot of numbers here in Europe. Yeah. Like, you have zeros before the number? Am I supposed to push those zeros? <laughs> uh, so as she starts to read the letter as MacGyver leaves, uh, this is where MacGyver realizes that he's got a tail. Yeah. Um, and so he casually walks in the direction that his, uh, his watcher is. And so that guy tries to hide. And so MacGyver just, but MacGyver just like nonchalantly like walks past where he went and then waits for him to follow yeah. MacGyver. And that's when he kind of like jumps him and uh, finds out like, you know, he was taking MacGyver's picture. And when MacGyver starts to question him, like they get in a really big fight. Yeah. And, but the guy is like six foot five. He's huge. Yeah. And he just basically picks MacGyver up and throws him <laughs> and, uh, and then drives off. Um, but luckily he dropped his, uh, his uh, listening device. Right. So MacGyver takes it. Very uh, high tech laser microphone. Yeah. Which they use at the beginning of Spectre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel I'll, Craig's standing on the roof and he's shining a laser into the room, but all he needs to do is hit the window pane to mm -hmm. be able to hear what they're yeah. saying. Yeah, this is the first time I ever th saw that technology. Yeah. Um, and I always think about it because, well, that's a really cool idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what it does, people who are listening, it the laser hits the glass and it's actually measuring the vibration of the glass which and translates, translating it yeah, yeah translating it to sound um which is explained to macgyver by the guy in the lab at phoenix foundation yeah where Byers. we go back yeah we got buyers all of a sudden bruce harwood <laughs> shows up he was previously a terrorist in uh 
which episode was that? Um, blowout. Yeah, blow, it was blow I up. It, I think it was blow up. Um, I have it written down because he comes up. Blowout. It was blowout. Bl- that, that's the the out? Nikki Carpenter or Carpenter. Right. Episode. Yeah. Um. But yeah. He, so he comes back and now he's playing what will become a regular character mm-hmm. on the show. Um. Willis, who has uh three more appearances after this one. Yeah. All as all as Willis. That's right. He was yeah. Juice in Blowout. But uh, you might recognize him as Byers from X Files and yeah, The yeah, Lone yeah. Gunman. One Lone. Uh. So uh. Uh, is uh, Maria? So sorry. Uh, let me let me backtrack here, because uh, we got ahead of ourselves here with this right, right, stuff. Right. So sorry. Um, as Mac is getting ready to leave, uh, Rolf is like saying that he, oh, I'm sorry that didn't work out with Maria. Um, uh, but then all of a sudden Maria shows up. Yep. And luckily, apparently MacGyver had already gotten her a visa to leave. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how he did that without her signature, but. He, he doesn't it. need anything to get visas. He yeah. can just he just has like a checkbook of visas. Mm-hmm. He just writes them for anybody. It's a traveler's check yeah. of visas. Um, oh man, the first time I ever got a traveler's check, I didn't know what to do and I effed it up. It was for a lot of money. <laughs> oh block, really? At Blockbuster, yeah. I didn't know they had to sign it. Um, oh really? I because mean, I I thought it was just like like I don't know what I thought. I was an idiot. <laughs> but but yeah, my boss back at Blockbuster was like, you know, like they have to sign this, otherwise it's worthless. Like, <laughs> I was like, ah, damn it. <laughs> I don't know. I never had a travel check before. Um, That's probably why people use them. Yeah. To rip off Blockbusters. That's why they went out of business. Travelers checks. Oh man, I accepted so many millions, <laughs> millions of dollars. Oh, that's the guy who doesn't know what to do. Go to him. Tell him we want to buy the whole franchise. Give him this traveler's check for a million dollars, but don't sign it. Uh, so uh, Maria hops into the car, and they are off to America. But uh, Rolf uh, waves goodbye, and after a moment, uh, MacGyver's attacker, Weiss, shows up and starts talking to Rolf, who's actually a man named Huber. Huber. Um, and it turns out that this is all part of a plan, that they're going to follow MacGyver head to America, and find out where this gold is hidden. Right. Uh, so as the plane Which land, is the real reason that Otto ran away and left his granddaughter to fend for herself. Yeah, because he stole the gold. No, that comes later. Uh, so uh, the plane's landing, and basically Maria is just being, like, super excited about everything. Like, oh, look, like, they, they have American soda. And, and MacGyver starts noting some weird inconsistencies in her behavior. Like, right. She she asks for three quarters so she could buy a soda. Yeah. Um, which is odd because like, uh, I was like, soda costs seventy five cents then. It seems yeah, like in the nineties it would have like been seventy five cents now. Yeah, it seems like it probably would have been like fifty cents. Yeah. Or twenty five. Maybe airports were a notorious ripoff. Yeah. Uh, so uh, MacGyver takes her to the toy store where Otto is waiting with flowers, and uh, you know of course they hug and Max says that he'll be back. To pick her up to fill out some additional paperwork, right? Because like you know, she's if she's gonna stay in the country, she yeah. needs to, to take care of some stuff. So uh, Huber and Vice and Kurt are all across the street watching, and uh, uh, basically waiting for them to start mentioning the gold. Yeah, which they expect to happen right here on the first meeting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Otto starts to show Maria. Uh, around and then he shows her 
her doll that she right. left when they escaped. And at first she doesn't recognize it. And then I'm like, at this moment, I'm like, oh, man. This is not her. It's not her. This is a setup. And, uh, and But then she starts to remember the escape. So I can, I'm getting, like, conflicting information. Yeah. Um, uh, back at the bad guy's hideout, there, Huber has explained the advice that they, uh, they have to wait for him to trust the girl. Um, and, but they describe her as their operative. Right. So that's the confirmation I was waiting yeah. for. Like, okay, she's definitely working for them. Yeah. But we still don't know if it's her or not. Yeah. It could be like a Uncle Fester situation. Exactly. Uh, so at the foundation, MacGyver is, of course, suspicious of Marie and, and imparting his suspicions onto Pete. And, and Pete's just like, okay, look, if you want us to look her up, we'll look her up, all right? That's all I'm asking for, Pete. Um, and this is where they meet with Willis and get information about the listening device. Yeah. Which luckily has some fingerprints on it that aren't MacGyver's. <laughs> <laughs> Although it has many of those also. Uh, uh, MacGyver also asks if they can take a photo of Maria from her records as a child and run it through a simulation to see what she would look like if she was an adult. Right. Which apparently they could do in the 90s. Yes. And it's so accurate that they trust it beyond any kind of... Pete's all, this was done by a computer. You can't fake that. (laughs) Well, technically, the computer faked it. Yeah. That's the whole whole concept. Um, So Otto is telling Maria that they should travel, like, America, you know, so she can get the full experience. And so she starts really questioning him about, how are you going to pay for it? Do you have money? Where is that money? Do you keep it in a bank? Do you keep it in a vault? What is the combination to said vault? <laughs> How much gold, if you had gold, would be in said vault? Exactly. I heard this crazy tongue twister today. How much gold would you have in a vault if a <laughs> vault had a bunch of gold? Now finish it. <laughs> Could you write a second verse? Uh, um, so uh, Vice and Kurt are like, kind of going like basically like they're getting impatient but hoover's like look it's, it's like funny that hoover's like defending her yeah he's like she's doing her best she's trying not to raise too much suspicion she's do i think she's doing good work yeah yeah and, but he's obviously got like like small man complex because everyone's like really afraid of him yeah and he keeps like giving like like ultimatums yeah even though both the people in the room are like six foot seven yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, they're towering over this guy um uh so MacGyver arrives to pick her up to take her out to uh, get the paperwork signed, but, but she's dressed also for a night on the town. So this is also going to be a romantic evening for yeah. MacGyver. But apparently all they do is stop for pizza. <laughs> What's they, more romantic than that? There's nothing more than romantic than pizza. <laughs> uh, so as they return, uh, she gives him a pretty passionate kiss in the car. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they bring in the pizza and basically like they, the, the bad guys are, nothing's going to happen tonight. So we're going to go out and get some food, but, uh, I don't know how they're so sure of that. Yeah. Something might happen. Mm, yeah. Stick around and watch. Put, put that listening device over there in that bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, Vice ha- has head over and started like beating the crap out of Otto trying to get information about uh, where the gold is. He didn't want right. to wait. Give me the gold. Give me that gold. I want the gold. 
Flipflops. Stupidest episode. I love that episode so much. That was one of the first episodes. Yeah, that first season is so solid. Like what do you t- think of my new necklace? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I liked it when I bought it. <laughs> oh, well, then maybe you could tell me, is this real gold? Because it's leaving like a green streak. <laughs> I told you when we did this that I was not a leprechaun. That I was from, from Rhode, Rhode Island. Island and, and I was half s- Korean. <laughs> you said it didn't matter. <laughs> You're both yo-yos. Shut up, you yo-yos. <laughs> Aqua Teen Hunger Force, people. Uh... So as uh, MacGyver and Maria walk in, uh, Maria M- Mac tells Maria to run for it, and uh, MacGyver like t- grabs a table because Weiss just starts opening fire at him. Yeah. So MacGyver uses the table as a shield. But the guy's shooting off to the top like right corner. Yeah, of it, yeah, yeah. Around MacGyver through it. And uh, and MacGyver tries to pin him against the wall, but again, this guy is massive. Yeah. Um, but so he at least gets the gun away from him. Yeah, right? he gets the gun away. And then, uh, but MacGyver gets pushed away from the table and then gets a chair clobbered over him. Yeah. And as uh, Vice is heading out into the hallway to make a run for it, he sees Maria and starts, like, yelling at her. And so she punches him in the throat. Yeah. And as he's, like, gasping for air, she karate chops his leg and pushes him down the stairs. Yeah. Um, and then when, the, when MacGyver comes around, he's like, oh, he fell. <laughs> Didn't you, Vice? Then MacGyver is held as an accessory. Yeah. While the guy goes into critical condition. Uh, Pete uh, arrives with Mike Kiley again. Right. Second episode in a row. He'll show up again next week for his third episode in a row row. and his final episode. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so. They uh, basically have already identified uh, Weiss as an ex-Stasi agent from the records that they're getting from the headquarters. Right. Um, and they start questioning Otto why, a, why an agent would be after him. But um, he, so he confesses that he knew Maria was still alive. Yeah. And that the agents have been using her as leverage. They threatened to kill her mm-hmm. if he didn't cooperate by doing things like handing off secret messages in the toy store. Right. Assuming in the toys. Like yeah. people come in, they buy a toy, and it's got a secret message in it. Um, so uh, he's telling her them about the night he escaped and how that he would do anything to keep her safe. Right. And at this point, Maria is feeling very conflicted about what's going on. So uh, she excuses herself to go to, the, to another room. And as... Kurt tries to move the laser beam, like to, to follow the the conversation. MacGyver catches a glimpse of it, uh, refracting off a, a mirror. Right. Because because the mirror got broken during the scuffle. Yeah. And so MacGyver starts kind of looking around, and then heads outside, and is like just trying to get an idea. And he sees an open window. Yeah. But to verify, he grabs a road flare, which I thought this is really brilliant, um, and. Uh, Strikes it and just like lets the smoke kind of drift up and we get the beam exposed. Yeah. So of course, uh, the crew realizing that they've been identified, they uh, they head out the back and like take off down the street in a car. Right. Um, this reminded me of uh, 
uh, in an episode of uh, Did you ever watch Burn Notice? I didn't, but I was thinking recently that I should have watched that show or I should look into it. Um, they go into a lot of like spy stuff and anti-spy stuff. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that uh, 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 Jeffrey Donovan's character talks about is when someone's using a laser recording device, like laser audio device. So he realized that that his apartment was under surveillance. So what he does, he goes over to the window that the sound is being recorded on, and he he duct tapes an electric razor to it and just (laughs) turns it on. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I was like, ah, that kind of stuff. I love it. Um, So, but of course, they they had to abandon all their equipment, um, uh, which is just more evidence that, that there's a larger conspiracy going on here yeah, than, yeah. than just a simple uh, a simple ex-spy who's they're, who they're going after. Uh, uh, Willis, of course, is like super impressed by the technology. Of course, but he says, like, I've never seen this kind of technology before. Yeah. It's like, eh, I think that that was a weird line. Well, it seems early in in history for people to be using laser microphones. So it's possible that it's the first time he's seen it or at least in such a compact device or something. Uh, So uh, Kylie comes in with uh, Weiss's medical report. He says, not only did he get the crap beat and falling down the stairs, but it looks like something hit him in the throat hard enough to completely shatter his larynx. Jeez. Uh, and quite a punch. Yeah, and MacGyver's like, well, I saw him fall. Like he, there's nothing would have been like that that kind of impact. Unless he fell on like I don't know, a step. A step. Right. Do on stairs the throat. have steps? Yeah, they do. Okay, well maybe that's what happened then. He fell right on his throat. I mean, if you're, you know, that's not completely impossible. It, it would be unlikely. I'd say unlikely. I think it's as likely as Maria punching his larynx to pieces. <laughs> Uh, so MacGyver heads over to Maria to, to basically accuse her of being involved. He, right. He, he, he just flat out says, well, the only way that he could have gotten this happened if you punched him. And, she, and so she confesses, all right, I, I punched him because I was scared. He came by me. He was scared. But then she also calls him Weiss before. Yeah. Like she's, she doesn't, how would she have known that information yet? Um, and then she goes, okay, great. Now I have to admit that I was also a Stasi agent. Yep. Uh, and that uh, she was here to retrieve gold that was intercepted by Otto as part of a, an exchange. Uh, but then Otto stole it. Right. And How much does he care about his daughter or yeah. granddaughter Yeah. if he's stealing gold from the people that are like holding her hostage? Right? That's kind of weird. But at this point... Uh, uh, Otto thinks that she's an imposter, but uh, she says, no, no, I'm still, I mean, I am really your granddaughter. But that's when Huber and Kurt arrive, and uh, they're basically, like, tired of this spy stuff. Yeah. Like, all right, now we have guns. We're, we're, you just tell us where the gold is. Yeah. Um, at the Phoenix Foundation, Pete and Kylie uh, have the fresh picture of what Maria should look like. Based on her photograph, and it's nothing like what she looks it's, like. It's like it's like almost like her, except the chin is like way more more pronounced. Yeah. And they're all. And Pete's convinced. Okay, well, that's definitely not her. So we better find out who this is. And, yeah. and get over there. Uh, Mac and Otto are tied up, and uh, Mac's tied up upstairs though. 
for some reason. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Otto is tied up downstairs where they start taking like crack shots at Maria uh, with a uh, with little crossbow darts. Yeah. To try and scare him into talking. Mm-hmm. And and he is he is stone cold. Yeah. Like he is like do whatever you want. I, this this is obviously your plant. This is the Last Crusade Elsa yeah. moment. Like, I don't know who she is. Yeah. Uh, and and so they're down to the last arrow, and now basically Maria realizes that she's probably going to die. Yeah. And so she is now really, really heavily pleading that uh, she is, in fact, his granddaughter. Yeah. Meanwhile, MacGyver has uh, gotten a hold of a bottle of Nickelodeon Gak. Yep. And and just is using it to like ooze his hands free, but it really looks like the blob from like the Frank Darabont version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just thinking it'd be funny like MacGyver just stumbles in like a, like a half skeleton like. Oh, uh, what happened? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I shouldn't have used this chemical that I found in a meteorite. <laughs> uh, I, I was like having a good laugh to myself at work while I was watching this. Um. Uh, so, so finally, Otto is like willing to give up. Uh, that it, he's not totally certain that she's not his granddaughter. Well, I think he he almost gets to the point where it doesn't matter if it's his granddaughter. Yeah. That he doesn't want them to do this to a person. Yeah. Uh. So he he finally says, "Okay, the, the gold is hidden in the front window in the form of." These tiny toy soldiers that we saw at the opening of the movie right. show, yeah, which I figured out right away. Like as soon as like like with that weird opening where he's like dusting off the soldiers, yeah. to saying like where did you hide it? I was like, oh, it's hidden in the soldiers. Well, I for a while thought that it was in the doll, but that the doll's not big enough to hold that much gold. Or is it? Ah, uh... no, it's not. No, it's not. It's very small, <laughs> and you would feel it if there was that much gold in it. <laughs> this gold weighs as much as a thousand suns. Yeah. But um, the thing that bothers me about them being in the toys in the store's front window is that, like, kids probably, like, pocket those things all the time. All the time. <laughs> it's like, like, why would you put them somewhere that a child might take one and, it, like, he would never know that he stole something worth, like, $20,000 and then yeah, he'd, yeah, like, yeah. throw it away or his parents would donate it. Or he's, he just smashes them in the yard and leaves them yeah. there and they get buried in dirt. Yeah. Uh, so... This when they get upstairs, they find out that MacGyver has broken free, but they don't what? know where. He, but they don't know where he is. Yeah. And in the worst MacGyver trick assault distraction punch ever, where he's literally in sight. Yeah. Okay. So th- this is this is like. Out of context, this is maybe the dumbest moment in the whole series. I mean, maybe even in context. Yeah. But just this shot of... So, yeah. So, Kurt is coming around a corner to look for MacGyver. He rounds the corner completely. Right. And there's so, a... now he's looking down an aisle of toys. Yeah. But right in front of him is a, is a dog. Yeah. Is, dog it's puppet. Triumph, the, Triumph the Insult Comet dog. Yeah. And MacGyver starts making him like do all kinds of face things. And Kurt looks at it. And then he just punches him with it. With the puppet head. With the puppet head. But MacGyver was standing right there. Yeah, the, the camera whole turns time. to the side and you see MacGyver's just standing in the aisle. So this guy rounded a corner and he saw MacGyver wearing a puppet on his hand. 
And then he let MacGyver put his hand right up to his face and pretend to talk like he was a dog and then punch him in the face and yeah. knock him out. This is the MacGruber uh, celery of the butt. Like, where you're just like... This is almost dumber than that. This is like, what? What are you doing with that puppet? Because at least that was so confusing that it was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, this is yeah. insane. Like, just look at this. Because he's unarmed, so he's not going to hurt us. Yeah. But this is like, I let a guy put his fist right in my face and then punch me with it. Right. I, I don't understand what happened here. I've seen this gif before. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. when are we going to run into this scene? Mm-hmm. Because this is crazy. Uh, so Kurt's knocked out. And uh, Huber uh, pulls out his gun. But now MacGyver is flying a uh, remote control Zeppelin. Yeah. Uh, I guess technically it would be a blimp. Uh, do you know the distinction? Um, yes. A blimp. Zeppelin is, uh, uh, I don't know. A blimp doesn't have a frame in, framework inside. Oh, okay, because a blimp, you're just riding underneath it. Yeah. So but a like, Zeppelin, you're actually inside of it. Well, Zeppelin has an ironwork frame or right. aluminum framework yeah. inside the balloon. A blimp, because they call it, they call it a, because they're, they're both ty- a type of a dirigible. Yeah. But, uh, but they call it B-limp, blimp. Because it's limp, because it's just an empty sack right. that's filled with gas completely. Okay. So those would be considered a blimp. So, was uh, the one that exploded? That that was a zeppelin. That was a zeppelin. Yeah. Okay. It just looks like a blimp because it's falling apart so fast, and because aluminum yeah, yeah. is such a weak metal. Yeah, and plus the the burning, the temperature of burning hydrogen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, that is. Such crazy footage. So what you're saying is, Zeppelin fuel can melt aluminum beams. It can melt aluminum beams. So uh, uh, Max flying this blimp at him, and so he just starts shooting at the blimp as if it's like a threat to him. I I don't get where where he's going with this, but uh, I would just gone like I would just like reached out my hand and like pushed it away. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know why he wastes bullets on it. Like, um, maybe MacGyver's hiding in this thing. Oh, wait, no, that's not how these work. Uh, but luckily, MacGyver had time to climb up a book, uh, the shelving and drop a, a fake a toy drum on him. I'd say it's a real drum, but it, he drops it on him, gets it around his arms so he can hit him in the face. Yeah. That's what happens to him. Both these guys get taken out by toys. It's just ridiculous. These are the worst Stasi agents ever. Yeah. No wonder they were fired. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Pete comes in with the, of course, the picture of the picture the is other like, face. This, this is uh, this this Maria is not real, and Maria's like, no, 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 I am real. It, look, my jaw was broken in in several places, so they had to do reconstructive surgery. Yeah. Um, and she goes, oh wait, no, I can prove it. I can prove it. She shows him the doll. She goes, and look, look, see the stitches under the arm? This is where Mama fixed it. And, and even Otto's like, That's, I don't remember that. You know what would be a great way to prove that she's a blood relative? DNA. DNA test. <laughs> if only that existed yet. Yeah, it's like, she, she's the daughter of his son, so they would have similar DNA. Yeah. Uh, it, I, and actually, the, the actor playing his son was Vince Dedrick Jr., which is his last appearance as an actual character on the show. Mm. But when he got shot, that was, that was, that was it. They yeah. actually, they actually shot, they him. actually killed Vince Dittrich Jr. on set. 
Um, but then she's able to remember the name of her dog and, and how much uh, that, uh, that she let the dog sleep in her bed when the family wasn't around. Yeah. Like the, the grandfather did. And there's like, there's no way they could have known that. Unless they tortured it out of the real Maria. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unless they did know that. Give us some information that only you would know. Yeah. How about DNA evidence? That's the only way. Yeah. Um, so, of course, MacGyver hands the photograph back to Pete. who Pete kind of goes, well. Because he was so sure. Pete's like, a com- you can't fake a computer. Computers never lie. You can't do it. It's exact science. Of what people might look like. Yeah. I do like the uh, the Simpsons X-Files, uh, not X-Files episode, um, the uh, Homer's mom episode. Oh, yeah. Where, where um, they're trying to picture like what she might look like today. So they go, here's what she looked like back then. And they show a picture. And according to our computer calculations, she would look, and they turn the computer around. It just says 35 years. 35 years older. <laughs> he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. Now I totally recognize her. <laughs> uh the last scene is a uh, Mac playing uh, hockey on what looks like maybe a Sega Master system. Yeah. I can't really tell by the controller. It, it it looks like it might be a Sega Master or ColecoVision or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Reminds not... me of the uh, the beginning of Swingers when they're all playing the hockey video game. Uh, I don't remember that. It's like the Vince Swingers? Vaughn and all the other guys are playing the hockey video game where you can like rip off the helmets and punch each other. Oh, okay. Okay. But, um, and then John Favreau comes in and it's like, all right, it's time to go clubbing. Good movie. Swingers. Yeah. Sorry. That's all I have on that. That's all. Yeah, my swingers all right. Material. All right. It's all your swingers material. Okay. So anyway, the gold is, uh, I guess going back to Germany to reunite families. Right. I think he'd get to keep it. Why wouldn't he get to keep it? Cause possession isn't, uh, yeah, it's like it's his gold. It it, it was stolen by criminals. In fact, from, it, it, it was w- stolen by criminals and then stolen from criminals. So yeah. it's like a Robin Hood. Well, and and honestly, it wasn't even really stolen. The money was stolen, and then it was laundered into gold. Yeah. And then the gold was stolen. So really, this. Oops. Th- th- this gold belongs to Otto, but yeah. I guess he decided to donate it to help families in Germany. Yeah. Uh, like some kind of dummy. Yeah. Because uh, I guess like he makes a good living at this toy store. Which yeah. Which sells toys that no kid wants. Yeah. I hate the toy only... stores like this. Yeah. I really do. Growing up, like my mom would take me to these kinds of toy stores. It's like, oh, look, you got a duck pulling a ducklings on strings. And, and you got drums and like, wind-up soldiers. Oh, this is great. Let's go back to the 1920s when these were relevant toys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can I get Super Mario Brothers 3, please? Yeah. Oh, we don't have that. Do you have Legos? No, we don't have Legos. We have but we do like... have these uh, Civil War figurines. Oh, perfect. Yeah, great. That's Thanks. what I want to play with because I'm a child. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get really frustrated with toy stores like this. I know that there's probably a market for it with these yeah. vintage toys and in simpler times. Yeah. But I don't get it. Legos, man. That's all it is. It's going to be Legos. Uh so, but luckily, Maria gets to stay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how she gets to stay. She's a Stasi agent. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Uh, and uh, she basically is hinting that she wants to get Magi- to know MacGyver a lot better. Yeah. In fact, she might get, even get a job at the Phoenix Foundation since she's like speaks so many languages. And, and so- she's a Stasi agent. Yeah. <laughs> they just use her as a double agent. Yeah, she's going to be great. 
you know how great Stasi agents are? Um, According to this episode, not fantastic. Yeah. They shoot at Zeppelins. <laughs> uh, and MacGyver is like, oh, great. This is great. I like this. Yeah. Um, he's clearly not, not excited about not it. Excited. Unless um, the, uh, this actress comes back uh, yeah. for MacGyver's Women. Yeah, and as MacGyver's woman. Yeah. Because it's clear that in that episode they've been dating for a while. Yeah. So get ready for more Maria Romberg yeah. uh, in the future of MacGyver, in MacGyver's direct future. Yeah. But yeah. It's an okay episode. Um, it, it's, it moves really quickly, which is yeah. good. Um, they, Even though it moves really quickly, the story was pretty boring to me. Really? The, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I, it, it wasn't enough for me that, oh, is she or isn't she his daughter? Because it's like, they, they basically set it up so that you know that she's not. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, they're like, oh, no, I had surgery to change my chin. Mm-hmm. Ta-da, I'm your daughter again. And it was like, that's not really an earned twist. Yeah. Because uh, it's the thing you could have ever figured out on your own. Yeah. See, that, that to me is the mark of a good mystery. If you can figure it out on your own... But still be, like, not certain. Yeah. That's the mark of a good mystery. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that, that, is, that is kind of a, a, a BS excuse. But um, I still like like this concept. Uh, sure. Because, you know, we're getting into the fall of the, the Soviet Union now. Yeah. So th- this is, like, historically as far as, like, keeping the show topical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, when in, the show started, we were de- dealing with, like, getting out from behind the Iron Curtain yeah, and stuff like that. dealing with East Germans, stealing U.S. technology, communism, and now we're, like, getting to just the fall of communism. Yeah. And we even had some of that, like, when we started talking about the China. Uh, the yeah. China, Chinese, the China? When that Chinese China. embassy episode where... Free May Chen. Yeah. Free China. What was Free it? Free May Chen. Free China. Um... You know, the whole concept of, like, well, Russia's Russia's not really a threat to us anymore. We need to move on to a different threat. Yeah. Um, And so this is just, like, really more hammering home those concepts of, like, that this whole thing has fallen apart. Um, But I do like the fact – I do like this concept, too, of uh, these ex-basically secret agents. It's like the Mananuta Little where it's like (laughs) no one needs these spies anymore. What are we going to do? I guess we're going to have to – hopefully we had a golden parachute uh, ready to go for this situation. And I really like the laser mic, but I I kind of wish that it had worked the other way around. Instead of being like, like almost a James Bond gadget that the bad guys had that someone had to translate it and explain to MacGyver how it works. Yeah. I think it would have been cool if they needed to hear someone across the way and MacGyver had been like, we can use a laser and then feed the right. information through this computer to determine what's actually being said. I, I just think it would have been neat as a MacGyver or something that they tried to figure out some way to put it together. Yeah, yeah. But, well, um, I, do, I do like his, his method of revealing it. Right. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Yeah. I think that's about it for this one. Yeah. Um, if you guys have any thoughts you'd like to share with us, you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Phoenix Foundation Podcast or our website, PhoenixFoundationPodcast.com. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Tune in next week. We're covering Season 6, Episode 6. Lesson in Evil. Yes. The return of Lieutenant Kate Murphy and Dr. Zito. Whew. And the last episode with Mike Kylie. Spoiler alert. Yeah. He, he's okay, though. He, yeah, he, he makes is, it. He makes it, he makes it through. That's, that's the real spoiler. <laughs> but Dr. Zito. Ugh. 
Yes. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thanks.